If they gave you one car, one car, and said, you better make this car last the rest of your life. Every human being just gets one car. Man, you would take care of that car. You got one body. All right, this is Chaz Palminteri, and it's Monday at 11 o'clock. You know what that means. And I got a lot of questions in Neighborhood Logic about fear. The big question I always get, John, is, is it better to be loved or feared? I hear this all the time. When I'm walking down the street, they go, hey, Chaz, is it better to be loved or feared? You know, or they meet me, they, want to, they ask me that question. And I always say, well, basically, if you're Chaz Palminteri, it's better to be loved. If you're Sonny, it's better to be feared, obviously. And they kind of look at me and smile, and I, I think I answer the question. But fear is a, especially the way the world is right now, I think we have a lot of fear in this country. Everybody's afraid. And I get some uh, questions about, how do you face your fears, Chaz? Are you ever afraid? Few people said that to me. Seems so confident. I might be confident, but do I ever get afraid? I have fears? Yeah. Whoever tells you he's not afraid at any time is crazy. Sure, I get afraid for the world, the way it's going. I fear things like that, uh, where the society is heading. I, I, I get nervous about my children. Are they okay? Oh, they're, 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 you know, one's far away, two of them are far I worry about my wife's okay if she's in a bad area. Yeah, I have a lot of fears. But, yeah, I think you have to separate are the fears rational fears or not rational fears. If it's a rational fear, like, oh, my, my wife is somewhere where I know that's not a safe area, that's a rational fear let me call her and make sure she's all right. If I'm worried about her getting COVID, I mean, okay, she doesn't have COVID. So where are we going with this? Why am I constantly worried about her getting COVID? That's not rational, I think. So I think that's the first thing. You got to separate. People who have fears out there, I think you have to break it down. You have to say, okay, what am I afraid of? Is this rational or is this not rational? I had a friend who I knew, I still know, great guy, and he finally went to the doctor after about a year and a half, and they found out that he has now cancer all over his body. And I said to him, I said, well, when did you feel this? He goes, oh, a year and a half ago. I said, what? He said, a year and a half ago. I, I, I said, I'm sorry, could you explain this to me? You mean you felt this a year and a half ago and you didn't do anything? He said, yes. I said, why? Why? He said, I was afraid to go. Oh, you were afraid to go to the doctor. For what? I don't know, I was just afraid to go. So if you thought if you didn't go, it was going to go away, that everything's going to be all right? I don't know. I mean, I, it looks like he's going to make it, but it's going to be rough. But if he would have went a year and a half ago, it would have been a no-brainer. It would have been boop, 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 real quick, easy. 
Done. So where was the logic then to be afraid? So for those people out there, and the old, and I'm talking about the old school people like myself, we're always afraid to take a test. My mother would not go for a test. My father would not. We had to say, Dad, it's time. You got to go for a checkup. They wouldn't go. The old Italians would not go because they were afraid to go because they would find out something. So please, somebody explain that to me. Somebody even like Steve Jobs, that's how he met his demise. He believed that if he didn't know about it, it didn't exist. And he waited too long, he got too sick, and then he went to the doctor. And this is Steve Jobs. I mean, so here's a guy who was fearless in one aspect, but, you know, afraid. So I'm and I say this, is this a public service announcement? Maybe it is. For those of you out there, you got to go to the doctor and check yourself out. Do you think those people don't go to the doctor because of fear? Do you think he was afraid that they were going to find cancer? Oh, it's if they were afraid, yeah. Yeah, it's fear. That kind of fear, if you're listening to this message right now, right now, if you're listening to it, take this as, this ain't serendipity, go to the doctor, check yourself out. If you haven't been to the doctor in a long time, go. Go. You have to. Go. If you feel something that's not right, a lump somewhere that's not right, go. To the women out there, if it's been a while since your mammogram, go. For the men, PSA test, go. What are they going to say? What? Whatever they say, even if it's bad news, it's good news. Because they'll catch it early. Sometimes you have to look at that fear and say, you know what? I'm going straight at it. You know how they stop? You know, people have phobias about dogs or snakes. You know what they do? They get them in a room, and a guy walks in the room on the other side with a snake. And you can see the person freaking out. And then they do that for a few days, and the next day, they bring him halfway closer. And he freaks out, but the guy explains to them, look, the snake is a non-venomous snake. It's a nice snake. And they do that for a while. Then the next day, they bring it closer to him, and he's right next to him. Then after a while, he actually says, put your hand out, just pet it. And before you know it, they're not afraid of snakes anymore. They do the same thing with dogs, animals, cats. And it's the same thing with your first test. You have to go. Because even if it's bad news, God forbid, it's good news. Because they'll get it early and you'll be fine. Any disease or anything that they could catch early is a hundred times easier to cure than when it's too late. So don't wait. Don't be afraid. If you're listening to this out there, don't be afraid. Just go. Because you know what? What is that old saying? A hero dies once, a coward dies a thousand times. Because you're going to be, this will be on your mind. I, I should go every day. You're thinking about this thing. Every day you feel this thing in your side, your neck, your back. I don't know if I should go. I don't want to go. No, it'll be okay. Oh, it comes and goes. Go. Go to the doctor. Check it out. Any man, and I say this honestly, should not die of a heart attack anymore. Seriously. Should not. If you're 40 and up, 
you got to go for a, a, you know, not just a stress test. You got to get one of those CT tests where they actually, you know, it's simple. Now, look, obviously there are people out there who can't afford that test, John. I, John, I know that. Okay, but you got to go for something, a stress test, at least that, an echogram. I go twice a year at my age. I check it out. I go. And every time I go, I feel great when I come out of there. I want to buy people lunch. I want to pass away money. I feel fantastic. And if I don't go, I go, oh, my God, it's been nine months. I didn't go yet. You got to go. Whatever you feel. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm getting on this thing. But I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this. You're going to feel better if you go. Okay? And if it's your dad or your uh, mom or your aunt, your uncles, over 40, over 50, the warranty runs out, folks. That's it. The warranty runs out. What You know, like a heart issue, like clogged, uh, you know, clogged arteries, that's like plumbing. It's just plumbing. That's easy shit. To, they can clear that right up. So what are you worried about? Okay, cancer sometimes is a little more, uh, you know, difficult, unless they get it really early. But, you know, heart issues. If you go for tests and they see one of your arteries is like 90% blocked, you're saved. You're saved. You're not going to die. They clean that right up. Boom, you got another 20 years. I know guys that went for like, uh, they went to, uh, for examination. Two arteries were clogged. They cleared it up. They ran marathons. Marathons, John. Well, my favorite analogy that you have is the one about the car. Right. The car. I always talk about it. When you're, when you're 16, 18 and you're allowed to drive, right? If I said, when you're 18 you turn and you could drive, if they gave you one car, one car, and said, you better make this car last the rest of your life. Every human being just gets one car. Man, you would take care of that car. You got one body. You got one body. You got to take care of it. You know what? The number one thing, other than diet, diet is number one, but 1A is exercise. They say that you could prolong your life by 20 years. 20 years if you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't use drugs, you uh, eat right and exercise. If you, just, if you do those things, what's the harm? I exercise six days a week. Sunday I take off. Do I like exercising? I happen to like it. Do I feel like doing it every day when I wake up? No. Some days I don't. But I try to get the edge. Take a cold shower. Go downstairs. Get in the gym. I do resistant training and cardio training. Different days. Hey, you saw my show, The One Man Show. I work out. It's like a workout. I got to be in shape. They said if they can make a pill, if they can make a pill that could do what exercise does, everybody in the world would spend any amount of money to buy it. You believe that? Anything to buy this pill. That's what exercise does. For your mind, for your brain, your ability uh, 
to not get hurt. You know, I tell my friends, I tell them, we were doing this, I've been so busy I couldn't do it. We were doing this Saturday thing, John. It was like a longevity class I did. It was like fun. I'm not a doctor or anything, but I know about keeping, you know, about longevity. So I said, grip strength is very important. Your grip strength will tell you how long you're going to live. I'm serious. I'm serious. So I, I was reading about it, and this guy who was a, a, a phys ed guy <clears throat> said to me, dead hang, Jazz, dead hang, just dead hang. And I was like, that's it? He goes, yeah, don't do chin-ups, don't do pull-ups, just dead hang. One of the top things you can do, go on Google, type in benefits of dead hang. Okay, just do that. You'll see what happens. And so I started doing it. First time I did it, because I was in fairly good shape, 30 seconds. I was like, and I told him, I said, I did 30 seconds. He goes, hey, that's pretty good. I went, 30 seconds, pretty good. Are you kidding? And he said, believe me, most people can't do 10, 15 seconds. So then I started working on it. Now I do like a minute and a half. A minute 40 is my best. I'm still trying to get up to two minutes, but I, so far I can't get there. But it just builds up your shoulders, your arms, your grip strength. Now when I open up a jar, my wife says, could you open this in the kitchen? I grab the jar and I go, pop. And you know what? It feels good. Your grip strength is very important. It's maintenance, folks. Maintenance. You know, I was in Vegas and I slipped on a step and as I was falling, I grabbed uh, the banister and I, and I really almost fell. But thank God I, I, was, I was able to do that. They said, anybody, this is a true statistic, over, six, over 75, 75, over, well, 65 was when I heard about it, but they said 75, I'm not 75 yet, but when I will be, if you break your hip, you die within two years. If you weren't in good shape and you fell, your career would have been over right then Wait, and there. what about my career? How am I going to do the one-man show? That would have been it. How am I going to do that? So I think about that when I when I reach these age, the, the age of my 70s. I go, hey, take care of yourself, bro. I mean, do you want to fall? Most people get hurt by falling, John. They fall. They break a hip, an ankle. That's it. Bedridden, you're done. It's over. You lay in the hospital. You get sick. You get septic. You get pneumonia. You're gone. Happens every day. So what am I saying to you? I'm saying you got to take care of yourself. Go to the doctor, get a checkup. Make an appointment and go. And say, you know what? I'm scared shit. And you're going to think about that day coming for a week, for two weeks. Oh, my God. You know what? September 8th, I'm going to the doctor. Oh, my God. Think about I know it's going to bother you. But say, you know what? I'm going to face it. I'm going to fight it. And any, like I said, anything with the heart, it's plumbing. It's like calling a plumber. He comes in, he fixes the pipe. What the hell is it? That's easy. That's an easy thing. Eat the right foods. You know, don't get crazy. Fast food is the ruination. Fast food. Who was that guy? He did, I forgot his name. He ate. Supersize me? 
supersize me. He ate McDonald's every day for like, the doctor said, if you don't stop, you're going to die. Your kids are having McDonald's every day. You got to like change that. Morgan Spurlock. I remember I saw that. It was great. Look, I don't want to put down McDonald's, but uh, you know what? They got healthy choices now, salads and other things. But if your kids are having McDonald's every day, guys, you got to talk about that. Moderation, everything in moderation. But the big thing is maintenance. Go get a checkup. Tell your, tell your mother and father to get a checkup. I was reading this thing the other day that fear also leads to anxiety disorders if you don't address it. Yeah. And anxiety disorders have gone up 25% globally since the pandemic. So people are not in good shape, both mentally and physically, right. after that. After the pandemic. Well, that happens to the society. It was big like that. You're too young. It was after 9-11. Oh, my God. Anxiety was off the charts. People were freaking out about the world after uh, 9-11. And now, after COVID, people are freaking out again. But that's irrational fear. You can't just walk around saying, I'm going to get, I'm going to get COVID, I'm going to get sick again. You know, watch yourself. Make sure you're, uh, you know, you stay healthy. Right now, you know, there is no COVID. Well, there is. There are people still getting it, but just be careful. That's all. Well, how would you say somebody approaches fear, if, whether it's for a job interview, if it's a little kid that's afraid of a monster under their bed? I mean, fear is pretty universal. Fear is universal. I think the only way to approach fear is you got to go right at it. You know, I read somewhere where uh, the best way to fight the demons that chase you in the night is to stop and turn around. Turn around. Face them. Man up. There's a thing about manning up. Don't you feel better when you accomplish something and you, you work through something and you man up? You know what? Your parents don't want to go for a test. You make that appointment for them. You take them there. You take them there. Or yourself, if you if you have to go, go. Simple thing, go to the dentist. Do you know your mouth health tells you about your body? Your mouth health goes right to your cardio, cardiovascular system. Brush your teeth. Take care of yourself. You got one body, folks. This is it. They can't change it for another one. How could you not take care? How anybody smokes today is beyond my comprehension. And again, I never smoked. I don't know. But it must be a hell of a damn drug. A hell of my own. My uh, brother-in-law, uh, who had uh, throat cancer, uh, esophageal cancer, lung cancer, too, and they took out his lung. He still smoked after that. I, I don't know. It's like the people in Vegas that smoke at the casinos with the, the ventilators. Through the ventilator, still smoking. My God. How they do that, I don't know. How do they do that? Why do you think some people like fear, though? Because you see somebody like in line for a roller coaster or a free fall or skydiving, even at that, because that is fear, but people still do it for fun. Why? Right, but that's rational fear. Okay, I'm going to go on this roller coaster because I'm scared and it's exciting and I'm going to do it. So it's more like a thrill seeker. It's like a thrill seeker, yeah. I could see that. Now... I'm not going to go on this roller coaster because I think it's going to fly off the thing. That's kind of irrational. 
So it's two different things. Look at your fear and see if it's rational fear or irrational fear. You think people also do that to get over some of their fears? Because I have three friends specifically that had major fear of heights. And what they did to get over this fear of heights, all three of them on the same day, they went skydiving. After they went skydiving, they seemed fine. They seemed like they were a lot less afraid of heights. They went skydiving? I mean, that's pretty... How about just going to, like, to the top of the up by State Building and looking over the edge? How about they, that? They couldn't do that, but then they went skydiving. I don't know what they did. They just kind of went nuclear on it. Wow. Went skydiving, and then they were able to just do regular things like that. It's crazy how some people work out fear. Wow. But again, that's going back to your point of facing it. When I was a little kid, I was always afraid of a monster under my bed. And this was like three, four years old. I remember this because I was traumatized. Mm. But one night, I just kind of manned up. I said, you know what? I'm going to look under my bed. Looked under, under my bed. There was nothing there. I was right. never afraid again. And you weren't afraid no more. Never. Why? Because you did it, right? Exactly. I faced it. Yeah, I was a hypochondriac. I was afraid of everything when it, come to help, when it came to help. I'm better. I'm still a little bad. But I'm better uh, because I face it now. I go, okay. And that's why I talk about it. You know, I go, hey. But if the more you go to the doctor, I mean, and more you get your checkup every year, and maybe you feel something four months later, you feel maybe heartburn. You go, oh, my God, is that a heart attack? At least you could say to yourself, wait a minute. I was just at the doctor. I just got completely checked out. It's not that. And you feel better. As opposed to you haven't been there in 10 years, you don't know what the hell is going on. Same, I tell women too, mammograms, get it checked. Get all the things a woman has to get checked. Get it done. Get it done. Because when they catch it early, it's so much easier. Really. I feel like being a hypochondriac is... Yeah, I don't know. Is it good or is it bad? I don't know. I feel like it's okay up until the point where it starts crippling you. Yes. I think it's a good thing up until it starts crippling you. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder, I wonder, somebody had to do a study of this. Do hypochondriacs live longer than people who are not hypochondriacs? That's an interesting question. Anybody got that answer? Bring me that answer. I wonder if you put that on Google, see what it says. Because I do know a few hypochondriacs, but um, they go to the doctor often and they never find anything wrong. Right. What if they did have something wrong and they never went to the doctor? I yeah. think I'd rather know. Uh, yeah, I'd rather But it's also, if they go to the doctor so much, they have a lot of stress. Stress is bad. Stress is just as bad as, you know, worry. I mean, stress is like, whoa, man. I mean, that's, uh, I'd be interested to hear that if they say that. Do hypochondriacs live longer than people who are not? Huh. It says, here are some pivotal details on the recent study. This research team found that the individuals who complained about their health were three times more likely to die in the next 30 years than those who perceive themselves as more able-bodied. So no, it was the opposite. Wow. So don't be a hypochondriac. It says it usually gets worse with age, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, my mother at the end. Oh, Jesus. My father at the end. Well, they know that it could be anything then. Wow. I got to tell you, folks, I don't know where this episode went, John, but we got off on a doctor thing. But I think it was good. I think people out there who haven't been to the doctor in a long time, I think you should check check yourself out. You'll feel so much better. You'll walk out of there with a clean bill of health. 
And God forbid they find something, at least they could address it nice and early. Right? Exactly. I agree with that. So in terms of fear, mm. like, how do you think people should deal with that, that at an older age? Because I'm sure you still get fear when you go, go into an audition or right before you go out on stage on a show no, for a no. show. Do you, you, you don't get scared anymore? No, I never did. I, am, I, am I apprehensive? Am I a little nervous? Yeah. Fear? No. No, I love being on stage. I've been well, maybe because I've been on stage all my life. Uh, but I don't get nervous. If I'm not prepared, yes. Do you think there's a difference between fear and being nervous? Yes. Fear is you're legitimately scared. Nervous is like, I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I, I know what I'm going to do and I'm ready to go. And you, you take that nervous energy and you use that nervous energy. Fear is a more negative thing. Fear means you cannot think what's right and what's wrong. You know, if I'm not prepared, uh, well, first of all, I'm not going to go on stage if I'm not prepared. That's how you stop being afraid is you got to prepare, you know. I found this interesting. I watched a documentary on Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And somebody asked him a question like, after he was retired, because he couldn't say this while he was still active. Right. But after he was retired, they asked him, did you ever get scared when you got, got into the ring or right before you got into the ring? And he looked him dead in the eyes, serious face. He said, every time. Yeah. He was always afraid to get in that ring, even though he didn't act like it, even though he, he flashed his mouth and he, he talked so yeah. much. He was afraid every single time. Well, but he's right because it's how you deal with the fear. Everybody's afraid when it comes to you're going to fight another person that could kill you hit you and knock you out with one punch and could cripple you for life? Boy, you better be afraid. Every, every Medal of Honor winner, because I, I did some reading about them, everyone said, totally scared. But I just went at it and took the fear and made it go away. Well, in that documentary, they weren't going to let him fight Liston the first time. Right. Because he was so afraid when they took his heart rate, they thought something was wrong with him. So, well, Sonny Liston was a monster, a killer. He was killing people. But as time. confident as he looked out there, he was deathly afraid to the point where doctors thought something was wrong with his heart. The first time he fought him. The first time he fought him. If you check that footage of the, the doctors checking him out. I didn't know that. Well, Yeah, he was so afraid they weren't going to let him fight. But he did. But he did. He faced I his fear and look at where he, it got him. So... That's what we're trying to say, folks. Face your fears, whatever they may be. Face your fears. And if your fear is getting yourself checked out, face it. You watch this uh, episode. It's too late now. You got no excuse. You can't say, I didn't know. Oh, my God, I should have listened to Chaz. Face your fears. Get an examination. Get yourself checked out. Okay. It's not as difficult as it is. They find it early, boop, it's gone. Remember that. All right, this was a great episode. I really, sometimes I just like to get on here and just rant like today. John, this was uh, great, you know? I agree, and for anybody out there who's afraid to go to the doctors, they now have apps where you don't even have to leave your house. Really? I think it's called Teledoc or Telehealth Teledoc or something Yeah, like at that. least start off at least like that. But check it out. Take care of yourself. Don't forget, next week we'll be back on Monday at 11 o'clock. 
Don't forget Chaz Palmetary Restaurants, 30 West 46th Street, 264 Main Street. I'm in both of them. I stopped by both of them. And if you want to see the one-man show, go to my Instagram, Chaz Palmetary or chazpalmetary.net. Follow me, and uh, you'll get a, an idea where I am all of September for the rest of the year and next year. God bless you all, and see you next week. And cut. <laughs>